coming up on two male receptionists. It's because I don't care. If you ever just want to see mental illness in America, take the bus. Because you don't want your kid to have a weird penis. That's true. Is that, uh, is that apathy born of experience or was it always innate? What we've got here is two male receptionists. about circumcision there's a topic that is a topic because people now don't feel i mean i think they tried to make it illegal in san francisco no yeah it's a big deal i mean because it is on paper we're talking straight up genital genital mutilation oh i I mean 100 percent. that's what it is well you're taking a penis and you're cutting part of it off and you're yeah. doing it to a baby yeah. who can't say anything about it. But, yeah. It's a weird practice. Yes. But I think we're still in a dubious territory where we don't know what to do with that knowledge. Huh. Because you don't want your kid to have a weird penis. That's true. But, on the other hand... Most penises are weird. Kind of weird to pay someone to chop part of it off. A little strange. Seems a little I'm making antiquated right now thinking about it. A little antiquated, shall we say? Yeah. yeah. Bit anachronistic, maybe? Not of this time. But then again, quite aesthetically pleasing. Well, that's the, that's the thing. I'm told. Is you don't want your kid to have a weird looking penis. But that's like presupposing that an uncircumcised penis looks weird. Yeah. Damn no, it. Well, I mean, I thought that's, I mean, otherwise, why would you, otherwise there's no argument for doing it. Well, I mean, I think that in the majority of cultures, they don't circumcise. I think because we're used to it, I think most American females would. You know, I think you're wrong about this. I think if you asked around to the most most of the American ladies, if you they they probably have experience in both categories, and they'd be like, yeah, you know, well, maybe that's true. We need to take a, a oh, we have a caller. Um, all right, uh, should, yeah, all right uh, Johnny. Since <laughs> yeah. this was your idea to bring up circumcision, yeah. I'm gonna let you. Um, I'm gonna let you take this one. All right, uh, we have Gladys on the line. Hello. Hey, um, Gladys. Uh, uh, tell me how you feel about circumcision. Oh, uh, not entirely sure. I feel comfortable talking about that just yet. Okay. Well, you called us, so go ahead. Oh, um, okay. I. Uh, well, I, my late husband. You see, he. Um, he was in that way, if you will, and I, I enjoy his his, uh, his company. Now, uh, you sound like you're an experienced woman. That's a very forward thing of you to say, but I'm also accurate. Tell me, have you experienced both ends of the spectrum? Simultaneously, yes. Now, what is your preference aesthetically? The front one. <laughs> very good. Very good. Um... With regards to circumcision, however, um, how w- <laughs> do you think you would have felt different about your husband if he had not been circumcised? Oh, well, I think I would have felt different about him in many ways, yes. Do you think there's anything strange about the practice of cutting off part of a young boy's penis? Or a girl's, for that matter? I suppose it depends how much pleasure you take in it, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. 
That would definitely change things. That's an excellent point, Gladys. I think, I, I mean, is there anything else you'd like to uh, say before I let you go? Yes. Um, would you mind describing yourself to me? All right. Um, we're going we're gonna to take this one off the air. Um, to, thank you. And uh, thank you, Gladys. My All right. Pleasure. That was, uh, okay, you're not supposed to still be able to talk. <clears throat> I'm not sure we got anywhere with that. I uh, feel like she had questionable intentions. <laughs> well, you know. With the call. It's it's rough when you, uh, it's like when the Beatles tried to go get a hamburger. They're just inundated with female fans. Yeah, exactly. Um, and when you when you look like you are. Right. And, and you, you tr- are bigger than Jesus. And you try to talk about. You know, putting a knife to a dick. Uh, all of a sudden, everyone's all it's over you. Too much attention to yourself. I understand. All in all, though. Yeah. I no. I mean, say... I definitely got my dick chopped. Just to be oh, clear. I totally got. Yeah. My no. Dick I chopped. don't. I'm not like one of those weird, oh, like no, fucking man. liberal people. My, I had a good friend that uh, didn't get his dick chopped. I mean, I thought right. less of him. It, you do. It's I weird. Really, I still do. Yeah. I had another friend that uh, also did not get his dick chopped. Yeah. And we're no longer friends. Yeah. You don't care for him. Do you think anyone does it in... I mean, what if we gave people more of a chance? Like, we developed a way to do it... Later on in life? With See, anas- obviously, that's supposed to be you know much more painful. But, life. like, you can involve anesthesia and whatnot. I mean, I assume if we can do brain surgery on people, we could circumcise them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe that should be the way we go. But what is the reward as an adult? What's the reward as a baby? Well, uh, the proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, at this great looking dicks, Johnny. Yeah, so that would be the same reward. But then again, I think that could be just one of those things where they say, you know, how like ugly people sometimes they don't necessarily see ugly in the mirror; they just see themselves. You're 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 blind to your own ugliness. I don't sometimes. know. I don't know if that's true. I think most. Self, I think self loathing is. More I think yeah. The, the current state of things. Yeah. People see their own. I mean, ugliness. I see where you're going with that. But, but yeah, sometimes I think you can be a little face blind to yourself. Sure. Um, and in the same way. I think that maybe we are a little prone to enjoy the aesthetic. We think that we have great looking dicks when maybe we don't. Maybe. Uh, well, then it's problem solved, I think. Okay. Then I think we should stop chopping people's dicks. I think we should stop chopping people's dicks. All right. Let's, yeah. Free the nipple. Stop chopping dicks. I don't know, though. Palestine is a state. <laughs> well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> Palestine is a state. Yeah. Not a crazy state. Um, so my thoughts on Jared Kushner are that he should have his security. Um, oh, saved by the bell. Thank goodness. Um, this might be a tax collector. <laughs> Let's find out. Hello? Nope. It was an ex lover. They hung up. <laughs> uh, how disappointing. Sometimes they like to pocket call me and go, oh, shit, I thought I deleted that number. And it's too many to keep track of. It's a, it's, a, it's a very extensive digital black book. Wink, wink. Hashtag wink, wink. Also, there is some crossover territory with tax collectors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, they Look, I just me in person. I just always love it for a second. I just can't come up with the money this month. Isn't there anything I can do? <laughs> well, I could make an Funny, exception. I got this great looking dick and all this time and no money. Look, I didn't chop this off for nothing. <laughs> but maybe you did. Again, that's the point. Maybe you did. Maybe you did chop. Well, it off I didn't. Well, I didn't have any say in it. Yeah, you are in the line of. I David, think that's a big. I think that's a cultural reason to do that. I think that's well. That's the only. 
Is that like saying it's colored a, <laughs> in, in the line of David? Is that too? No, is no. That dated it's not just that. It's just that it's a funny point to become <laughs> like religious, you know? That's pretty much the only thing. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm Jewish. <sighs> Jewish pride. <laughs> Did you, uh, have you ever been to Israel? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. You no, ever no, been no, to a synagogue? No, 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 no. 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 You ever read the Torah? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Get your dick chopped? Yep. Yep. You got to pick your battles. You do. It's a good place to start. Well, yeah, it's, I mean. Start at the very beginning. I think that's what we're talking about, though. Oh, yeah. Whether we should start at the beginning. Um, I'll give him a choice in the matter. We should give him a choice. I mean, I think I'm just, it's a, I think my solution is just to not create any people and then. How do you feel about people? Not not people. That's about procreation. Yeah, I was talking to a friend recently who uh, has 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 a lover, mm. has a lava that so he, that he lives with, a homosexual and, gentleman. No, no, um, disappointed. Maybe, but not currently. And, and his his female companion, you see, has a child. You see, mm. and they she lives with him. Now they've moved in together, so he's. He's taking care of this child in many ways. Mm-hmm. And she would like to have in another child. Mm-hmm. Possibly outside of wedlock, <laughs> mind you. Uh-huh. And uh, he's expressed some reticence. Sure. In this. Like some pussy. <laughs> and and, uh, and I've, I've encouraged his reticence. <laughs> I think, um, I don't know, people make fun of like the position of like a stepdad, but I feel like it's kind of... It'd be like you get to impart wisdom on someone without really taking on all the risk. It sounds kind of nice to me. It does. It does. And that's when I think about that. I'm like, well, I think I could teach somebody how to be a man in this world or to and in, yeah, and by that way. Throw I mean, some be, ball with them, play some catch or whatever. Yeah. Teach teach some empathy. Teach people to be more considerate. Yeah. Teach him to use his turn signals when he's six. <laughs> Shit like that. I think I'd be good at that. But. The time commitment, yeah. the sacrifice of my own innate selfishness to, right. to raise a child, uh, it's asking a lot. Well, I think people think that you become... Maybe when we're 12, when he already has interests outside of family. Again, I always say this, but like, I'm not sure to what extent people consciously realize this, but I think people think it'll get them to like a next level of like adulthood. But I think that it does. Do you? Yes. Or, well, okay, sometimes I'm sure it does, but I I think as far as, like, being selfless, I think there might be, like, an initial element of that, and then people generally settle into themselves again. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the way it works is, like, your marriage is falling apart, and you have a kid, and everything's fine because Uh, of the kid. Okay. Oh. Yeah, because it made you better. There's a lot of (laughs) selfish people out there who have children. Not in my experience. No? No. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> could you could you see yourself having a child? Um, no, but mostly it's because I'm a circumcised male, and I feel like why tie tie yourself down? Yeah, when you're <laughs> you're packing those goods. No, I mean mostly it's like where's the fetus just gonna gestate? <laughs> uh, I see. I'm uh, gonna keep it in a box. Uh, so yes, maybe is the answer to the question. I hope the the girlfriend doesn't listen to this podcast. It's not she worth, doesn't. It's not worth your time, you. babe. Please. Um, <clears throat> if you really want the truth? Just ask me. Just ask. So, but yes, maybe. It's a daunting idea, and I think generally I'm not eager 
Well, okay, so here's the th- like I'm I re- really not eager. I remember someone s- characterizing the desire to remain without children as a selfish thing. That's foolish. Which right, I think it's funny because I think overall if people do <clears throat> I think oftentimes people also use it as an excuse to be more selfish and that they justify just about any type of behavior as being like, well, I, I got to put food on my table. I got to do I got a kid. Like he's most important. She's most important. Uh, which kind of, I I wouldn't blame you for feeling that way. I think that's just kind of natural once you have a baby to want to put them above other people. Um, but I but think that, that elevate your stat. Like, so somebody comes up and they they're like they, they put a gun to you and they're like, "I'm gonna kill you, fool," because you're a fool and you deserve to be killed because you suck. So I'm about to kill you. I'm gonna kill you. And can we wait? Can we? Play through that again, though. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna give you an alternative okay. view of that. Uh, someone comes up to you with a gun. I'm gonna kill you. And they say, "No, you did it again." Just hold. Someone comes up to a gun and they say, "Well, I'm gonna kill you." Okay. Um, they say, "Break yourself." So actually, this is the National Week of Break Yourself. Fool. There's so much to break yourself from, right? So what do I have today? What shall I break myself? Oh, I know. You should break yourself from that wig. Anyway, remember, we're still celebrating Break Yourself Fool. So it's one of those break yourself from that wig moment. Okay. All right. I think. <laughs> okay. I don't understand right. what's the problem. Yeah. No, it's fine. Let's just we'll move ahead. This only goes to the Patreon subscribers. Oh, God. That's so funny. So, okay, so someone comes up with Somebody a gun. Somebody comes up with a gun, and they say, You, sir, are about to receive the finer end of this bullet drawn from this gun in my own very hand. And and, and I'm about to execute this this, this action. Yeah, okay, he's, he's white. I get moment. it. Yeah, okay, we're not yeah, being okay. racist. So, I got yeah, it. he's about to kill you. And you're like, hey. What do you say? You say, hey. I have a kid. Yeah. Because why? Sympathy? I don't know why. I don't know why people say that. I wouldn't care if I was going to kill. I mean, if I was at the point in life where I wanted to kill someone. I guess. Because you're hurting the kid, I guess, also. Yes. Because it's not an isolated thing. And it's worth a try. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what it comes down to mostly. Um, I have a family. I'm a registered Democrat. Now that's a great game. What what phrases somebody says you so are about to receive the finer end of this bullet for drawn from us. Um, so that so you're about to. What doesn't get you out of this moment? I have kids is at the top of the list. <laughs> yeah, I have a wife and five children is at the top of the list for please don't shoot me. I I'm a registered Democrat is <laughs> is very low. I'm a cop is fifty fifty. That's true. You are taking a, <laughs> it is a hard gamble. It's it's a hail mary is what it is. <laughs> well. I mean, it could be better than your odds naturally. No, absolutely. Yeah. When you're in that position, you go for the Hail Mary. I'm a cop might be better than I have a family. I don't know where, even if, if even though it's at the top of the list as the go-to, if, if it's better than a 50-50 odds. Yeah, I think I like that. I might have to use that. I'm a cop. The guy's like, so am I, and you're under arrest for impersonating a police officer. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Why do you think I have no qualms about shooting you right here? <laughs> What other phrases could you do? I have a funeral to attend tomorrow. <laughs> what? I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> I supported your right to choose. The assailant is a woman, by the way. 
bet you didn't see that coming. Hashtag feminism. Jerks. And she's a doctor. What? Right. And a murderer. That's right. She's a complicated character and women can have flaws too, believe it or not. Woman. A fun- murderer. <laughs> doctor. Abortionist. You know how they do like rotations? Nurse. Like MDs. Uh-huh. Like you'll do like, I'm on my neurology rotation or whatever. Yeah. Do you think there's like an abortion rotation? Oh, um, yes, but that's more like it works on like a rotisserie thing. <laughs> I, believe is I think it probably abortion. falls under a more general category, yeah. an OBGYN yeah. or something. Although I do think it's funny to imagine there's just like a month where every doctor has to just do nothing but abortions. That's a knee slapper, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I'm just thinking of the action movie. Like Ann Coulter wrote an action movie, and it's a, it's about an empowered, uh, a gun-toting woman that goes around and uh, shoots... Abortion doctors. Yeah, or how about... Um, Evil abortion doctors. They The liberals changed the laws so that abortion, the age of abortion is pushed up to like 23. So these doctors... Why just, would the liberals do that? Because that's like Ann Coulter's idea of like a liberal agenda is to make it increasingly easy to have an abortion. Can't to, you do this when you're like 16 or to, 18? No, sir. I mean like the age where you can abort someone. Which is to say uh, the registered doctor could kill people up to 23. Now, this is an interesting premise here because when I was a a confused uh, right-winger in high school, it was not my fault, it was my upbringing, um, we had a model congress. Mm -hmm. And uh, Oh, God. Do you remember this? Do you know where I'm going with this? No, yeah. No, I don't know where you're going, but I'm just imagining... Me in model congress and it's a sight to behold. Yes, I was speaker of the house. It would be impressive, I'm sure, but I'm just imagining... How the different, I probably had a much different experience in Sonoma, California of of Model Congress. I'm quite sure of this as well. Um, So I had, I was curious about abortion at the time. It was college. I was trying to figure out. I was curious. high school for me. Um, And so I had this idea. What are the uh, prenatal? Mm -hmm. Vitamins? Postpartum depression? No. What is it? Third trimester. When they stick a spike through the baby's head. Yeah, I don't... Okay. What's that called? Yeah, all right. Like a late-term abortion? Yeah. I don't know how much of that is really... But I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think you're showing your roots here. Yeah, they uh, when it's a vampire baby and then you stake it. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Anyways, it's... Uh, you have to burn the heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Bill Clinton's fault that that's allowed in America. So, uh, anyways, the idea was I put forth a bill that said it was that the postnatal abortion bill that was you were allowed to terminate a pregnancy up to including the first day of (laughs) birth so like after the birth you have 24 hours to terminate like to prove a point yeah and so and then obviously it was not going to pass people (laughs) would not support this bill they said dan you can't do that that's murder and then i go okay 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 i get it i'll make an amendment and then i put it back to like up to birth and then started scaling back by months Right. Mm -hmm. So they keep issuing amendments to scale it back to a month. And at a certain point, following this train of thought around around like month three, somebody would have to go, okay, now it's acceptable. Right. Right. And coming from such a dark place earlier, they would be painted in not such a great light. But I was like, maybe that's but maybe that's where you have to take the stand. You know, and that was my way of trying to explore the issue. And I didn't really get that far with it. It did. It didn't you know survive more than one or two amendments everybody's like dan what do you know dan no 
And that's that's how that ended. But I was curious about that because at a certain point, yeah, it, life <laughs> happens, right? Uh, uh, life will uh, uh, find uh, a way. The uh, imperfections in uh, your uh, hair uh, follicles. Yeah. Um, uh, is there? I just came, boy. All right, so you want to talk depression? Uh, I would love to. So, um... How depressed are you? Yeah, jogging's good for it. You're going to put it in gun sound effect there, right? <laughs> jogging is good for the depression? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You Fuck know, it. Actually, Who no, cares? But that's, this is a boring conversation. No, it's not. That's what, this, that's what all the shrinks say. That's so funny. Um, no, fuck it. Let's not even talk about it. Um, that's, uh, that's what all the shrinks say. I'm told that uh, if you go in and you go, oh, I'm depressed. They go, well, how much are you exercising? And you're like, not. And they're like, you should do that. And you're like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, okay, but actually do it. And you're like, oh, fine, I will. And then you go home and you eat ice cream and you watch Netflix. But so, okay, so we're taking it pretty strongly to a next level. Do we really have free will? <laughs> Free will? How'd you go from depression to free will? Because you can say, oh, I know that I'm supposed to go jogging. But then, like, you don't. And so what does that mean? It means you're lazy. Go right. jogging. Of course that's what you say as an American. But, I mean, what does lazy even mean? Are you in control of whether or not you're lazy? Mm, unless it's like a nutrients or... I mean, it's like one of those things how societies, art can't really exist until uh, hunger and housing and stuff like clothing is is accounted for. And so I think that maybe some certain levels of initiative or drive to accomplish things like exercise might, laziness might be a solution of like, God, I have five kids. I'm a single mother. No, I don't have time for, it's not laziness. It's just like, there's not time to exercise. I'm yeah. exhausted. And there's your regular life can definitely render you exhausted enough to the point where exercise might not seem all that permissible. But it doesn't mean you're lazy. Then again, you might just be fucking lazy and you have every availability to exercise and you're just making excuses. There's got to be, it depends on your life, depends who you are, what you got going on. You personally, definitely lazy. Yeah. But I mean, you can be exhausted from not having kids also. Just like banging all the time? <laughs> If you, I mean, if you're depressed, I think you can find life exhausting. Yeah, or that like banging is as good as it gets, and then you. Well, just, unless you're isn't that how everyone feels? Is there? Did someone find something better? Banging on drugs. Oh yeah, okay, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I think that's it. I'm pretty sure that's as good as it gets. <laughs> that's what the Jack Nicholson movie was about, right? Yes, he goes. Uh, is him doing a bunch of poppers and having gay sex? Yeah, you make me wanna be a better man. <laughs> That movie, as good as it gets, is a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Greg Kinnear used to host Talk Soup. Did he? Didn't he? Probably. I believe you. Uh, I only remember, other than Joel McHale, there was Aisha Tyler. Those are the only ones I know. Oh, no. There was also... I know there were other people. Yeah. I just... I've, I've never seen them. Craig Kilborn. No. But he did Daily Show. Yes. Oh, that depression thing really didn't pan no, out. it didn't really pan out. Uh, rather not talk about it for some reason. Yeah, I mean, it kind of activates a non-productive so part of my brain. So are you on any medication, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah? I'm Take on more of it. <laughs> I'm on an anti-narcoleptic now. Ooh, interesting. Does it work? 
It's working right now. I'm awake. Yeah. I'm awake. Now, is, is that paired with an antidepressant? Because that seems like if you start mixing weird shit, that you like, oh. It's paired with a couple. Where'd all the boners go? It's paired with a couple antidepressants and some Adderall. Ooh. And some Red Bull. Mmm. <laughs> you know, I've heard some people, like, when they see me drinking Red Bull, which is, they only know the tip of the iceberg, but uh, they'll be like, oh, you know, Red Bull's a... Uh, uh, I know a guy who, like had a stroke from drinking Red Bull. I mostly just judge young people, and by young people I mean like adults for drinking monsters. Yeah, that's a very juvenile drink. It really is. I mean, it's like a it's it's a, it's a Red Bull Mountain Dew is what it is. Like juice. Did you ever have those alcoholic caffeinated beverages back in the day, like Sparks or Juice or Four Loco? Four Loco, yes, I have tried. Four Loco was late. To the party on that one, let me tell you. Yeah, I and I, I don't know if I ever had the original Four Loco because I know they changed it after mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a certain I don't remember where, but like there was one specific campus or some a weekend, call it like, blackout in a can. Two shit faced where like Congress had to do something about it. I want to say it was Arizona State University. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad guess. <laughs> where was that? There was a bunch. I'm gonna of say it wasn't. Things. I only know it wasn't Santa Barbara because. That's where I went to school, so I would have known okay. about it. We had a riot at uh, James Madison University one time. Is that a college? How dare you. Is it? Yes. Okay. So you had a riot, huh? That sounds exciting. Yeah, go Dukes. That's what, that's what we call ourselves. Duke, so you're named after, is it like a AAA team? Huh? Are you, are you like the AAA team of Duke? No. No, Dukes is, it's, it's what we call the English Bulldog mascot. Hmm. It was called the Duke Dog, and it made a lot of sense at the time. What was the riot about? Uh, what's that? Tell me about the riot. Oh, um, was it? It was male rights. Mostly. A pussy riot? Oh uh, no, it's the opposite of what I said. But um... it was a male rights <laughs> riot. Was it really? <laughs> no, it was not. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> no, it was just drunk college kids burning dumpsters and. Oh, so it wasn't really. No, not really. But I mean, it was banned for some blocks, and you know, there was riot cops and stuff that got involved. It was funny. Um, I didn't have a riot per se, but. The burning dumpsters was like a staple of Santa Barbara. Really? Like people just do it randomly. And it was fucking hilarious because one time... Uh, so Isla Vista is the town where most of the students live. It's it's a very, very densely populated thing. It's like only a one square mile or something. How dense is it? And um, the power went out for everyone in that area. And it came back on like five minutes later. But... Everywhere you could see, there were just dumpsters on fire. I guess we descended into chaos instantly. It was kind of amazing. That is kind of amazing. I remember seeing that, like, uh, in in the Arab Spring, when I just saw, like, the headline, big splashy head. You know how you you go to the Huffington Post, that... uh, That That liberal um, rag. liberal rag. They're the worst. They're just the worst. Uh, But they're great at their updates. Like, if there's something going on that happened that hour... That's big. It's on their head. It's on their front page before it's on the New York Times mm. often. And so it was always good. To, it's all Ben Ben Laden. You know, it was there first. It, they're just good at it. Um, but they're also like, you know, we'll have like links to female empowerment articles on Jezebel right next to uh, Miley Cyrus nip slip. And you're like, <laughs> you fuckers. <laughs> and don't dare try to read their articles that are actually written by them. They can't pass a spell check. Anyhow. What was I saying about HuffPost? Um, I think you were talking about male rights. Hmm. Yeah, there should be a lot more of those. Uh, no, they they showed pictures of Arab Spring burning stuff. No, they just their front headline said Egypt goes dark. 
which meant that their government turned off the internet. Okay. And I just remember thinking at the time, like, as soon as I read that headline, I was like, oh, you can't turn off the internet. That's a revolution in a bag. Because at that point, like, Tunisia and Libya had already been going on. And I was like, that's how you, that's how you, if you want the state to be overthrown, just t- t- turn off the internet. Yeah. That's, that's chaos right there. That's all you have to do now. Yeah, people would revolt pretty quickly, I think. So quickly. So quickly. Like fast. Even if we still had all the food and water yeah, and stuff. Yeah, faster than yeah. if you turned off the water, I think. Yeah, I think so too. You you'd like be, you couldn't watch your Netflix and then by the time you got it back, you'd find out that they that Netflix didn't renew Chelsea Handler's show and you'd freak the fuck out. Well, cuz you'd be forced to confront your existential dread that yeah. you're constantly trying to, you know, cover up with Stranger Things too. I'm really excited for you to leave so I can do that. That's fair. I'm just going to, I can't, I have to wait for the, I'm watching it with the girlfriend and I have to, I was thinking maybe because I'm not going to see her for a couple of days and maybe I could just, I could call her up and we could do, we could start it at the same point. I'll just leave her on speaker. Or just phone. tell her that you watched it. No. Watch it for the no, second time. No. That's no. Not, no. That's not an option? That's not. I mean, you could rewatch it, I'm saying. No. No? Okay. No. It's pretty good though. You're dying, you're dying every second brings you closer to oblivion. No one could ever love you because you reek of original sin and have masturbated on holidays. Also you had no idea who those candidates were in the local elections you asshole. We all know where we are going in the end. We are all in one way or another going to recede, to live among the failed dreams of a burning nation. Try to forget, try to forget, try but can't forget. sure it's good i liked the first one yeah i i think it's a little strange that it was such a cultural phenomenon but i guess i feel that way about most things i don't know i don't know i think it was good pretty sure most disney sitcoms are very deserving of all their acclaim uh yeah i don't know that's a good show i i think when anything like takes off like that though i feel it's a little strange because there's so many things that don't that i feel are equally good like oj's reality show yeah oj's reality show is great dude i'm really excited for that uh the juice is loose yeah season two on netflix coming up and where he teaches his lawyers a lesson the hard way he teaches the kids how to dance (laughs) oh gosh oj on dancing with the stars yes book that now who wants to make a million dollars no female dancers surprisingly (laughs) enough not worth it i think i just it's not really good to just rehash snl skits like but uh did you i did see this yes the the oj one yes that's pretty funny it was pretty good hey did you see that one snl sketch where they were like cheeseburger cheeseburger pepsi is that the old like john belushi one yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's a good one I like Landshark. Candy oh, yeah. yeah. See uh, Steve Martin when he says, I'm king to... I'm afraid yeah, of gay yeah. people. I've only seen clips of that Petrified. one. Petrified. I have I nightmares about gay people. Pretty ridiculous. Did you see that Ryan Gosling one where he saved jazz? Um, maybe break? Yep. All right. This episode of TMR is brought to you by the Thomas Kincaid Gallery in Irvine, California. Hey, you know what you should do? You should buy Thomas Kincaid prints. By Thomas Kincaid Prince. 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 By Thomas Kincaid Prince.
Thomas Kincaid is a goddamn prince. And we're back! We're doing it live! That's right. Teleprompter's down. You yeah, know about was, the teleprompter. I mean, assume that... That was really frustrating, because the teleprompter kid, um, Abel, is actually my nephew. His employment was kind of a favor. Yeah. Was kind of a favor. We had to terminate it. He was unable to do his job. Yeah. So we caned him. This is biblical humor. That is some great biblical Thanks. humor right there. That's pretty much all the references I know. Yeah. Oh, snap. I was working on my Methuselah pun, but it's hard It's hard to get in there. Oh, tell me about Methuselah. Oh, he's the oldest person that ever lived. Really? Really. According I, to right. you. Well, yeah, not, 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 not really, but it sounds like a Disney character. Right? It's pretty good stuff. So is that, had its influences. is that his main thing? He just lived um, a long time? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Also up there, Enoch. I've heard that before. Yep, they're both some old fools. Also, Adam. Adam was up there. They're... I think Enoch people use in like occult stuff. I think I've heard of like really the something of Enoch. Hmm. Guess uh, it makes sense. The, the Book of Eli. That was that was the Denzel Washington movie. It's close. Is that an occult thing? No, I think it's just a Denzel Washington. Movie. There's a group of people that worship the Book of Eli. Yeah, not the book that the the movie. Of, the movie the, of the Book the, of the, Eli. The, yeah, the novelization. Oh, I, I don't know if it actually ever was a book. Yeah. I, I don't think so. It'd, it'd be kind of lame if it was a, the book okay, the book of Eli. That's true. <clears throat> then it'd just be Eli. Maybe he wrote it. Eli's in the Bible. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's an Elijah and Elisha that are both prominent prophets. Hmm. One I know. Of them rolled away on a golden chariot, and the other one, ah, I just watched. A pinto. <laughs> but one of them didn't die. I think it was Elisha. He was like, mm, he was extra special, and he rode up into heaven on a golden chariot made of fire or something. How'd he get that gig? Um, but being pretty sweet on earth for like a long time. Hmm. I, uh, I looked up, uh, my middle name is Benjamin. Oh. And I looked son up. Son of the right hand. Yeah, but it also like I get, I think Sarah is his mother. Um and she like dies in childbirth. And it also is like translated to son of my pain or something like that. Which is a funny thing to name a kid. Yeah, yeah. I that's probably what I would name my kid. I don't know. Dan Dan means uh, God is my judge. Really? Yeah. That should isn't that just implied? Yeah. But also, there's it has a. I remember one time when I was in an internet battle, somebody said, "Who are you to judge?" And I had to, and I posted to to, to retaliate. I posted to a uh, like a Wikipedia entry or something like that about it was quoting a Shakespeare thing where somebody's going, "Ah, a Daniel, a Daniel, come to judgment," which is a third party that should be non uh, non biased third party that like happens upon something. Somebody goes, "Oh, a Daniel that can make this." Oh, decision. really? I love yeah. that. I know, right? Maybe that's what I would name my kid. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I'm, I'm probably not gonna have one. Yeah, just name him a Daniel. <sighs> I don't know, people. I feel like I would look at my kid. I would just. Oh, I would never look at my kid. I, I I feel like I would just want to say I'm sorry for giving him your genes. Well, partially, but it's more just the whole life existential crisis thing. Oh, like I'm sorry I gave you life. Now you have to deal with life. Yeah, 
Oh. And I don't even mean that as a joke. Like, I mean it as like, and I don't really mean it. I don't know. It's just a lot to ask of someone. You sound ingrateful to be alive, Johnny. Well, I mean, I'm trying to make the best of it now that I'm here. Exactly. But, I mean. Don't you think that's a gift that you get to try to make the best of it? I think that is... The fact that you're still here shows that you prioritize life over death. I don't think it's not... I think in a lot of cases it is, but I also think that it's presumptuous to assume that someone wants to be born. That who wants to be born? Whatever form you were before you were born. I mean, as a thought experiment, it helps to just imagine yourself as like a something, like a shell floating soul thing. Um it's presumptuous to assume that that wanted to go into a human. It's presumptuous and like, do to you... assume it existed before. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying just as a thought experiment, otherwise it's a difficult conversation to have at all. Yeah. But I think a lot of us are just making the best of it. That doesn't necessarily mean if you were never here, you would have wanted to be. I think I'd want to be here. Yeah. Because, huh? because mostly I uh, people have to see me dance yeah it, the world would really be deprived of something yeah if i see I that these moves to myself i see that right yeah you do see that you see this there'd be look th- at that one there'd be 316 youtube subscribers who wouldn't get to see exactly uh your leave yeah, britney alone i'm re-remix i'm gonna start a I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> I've been thinking about doing some YouTube videos. Alone. What's that? I'm thinking about doing alone, some... alone, alone. That's your remix. That's what I'm gonna do. Sorry. Hashtag not sorry. Hashtag that guy grew up to be pretty funny. Oh, did he? Yeah. I don't know who he is. I don't remember his is name. Is that either. PewDiePie? No, it's Chris Cornell. I don't remember his name. Yeah, Chris, Chris Cooper. Chris Cornell. <laughs> um, no, but uh, it's a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not impressed. You know, of the Vine and the YouTube variety. Mm-hmm. Vines get racial a lot, don't they? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just the Vine corner I went down. How, they get racial? I feel like I haven't seen a lot of Vines, but they were a lot of people making like racially motivated jokes. But not necessarily in a mean... Sp- like, I mean, not racist, but like talking about race. Oh, I think that maybe... Some, like you know how there's like a there's a black Twitter is a thing. I've heard of it. Yeah, I too I, have heard of. I it. I haven't seen it exactly. Um, I think that is like, that like the dark web. Is exactly like the dark web. This is my understanding. Yeah. Um, is they all have torque? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> no, that's good torque. That, you get, yeah, this is torque, right? Mm-hmm. They get tore up, and then they no, I have no idea. The Snapchats and the. Uh, the vines. Yeah. I don't know anything about. Me neither. But I understand that it's for the young people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the young people send dick pics. Send dick pics to each other. And that was a problem when they got they got raided. Snapchat got raided. Yeah, see, because they used to just have to mail dick pics. You can still do that, you know. <laughs> There's old guys who are just mailing dick pics. And you're like, yeah, that sounds about like the internet for you. Yeah. It's pretty much what it is. Is the internet different than people? I guess it's a, in a, it's slightly different. I, I think anytime there's a medium, it's going to 
it's going to focus on a specific subset of existence. I think people, well, when it comes to like, say, vines being racial or something like that, I think that a lot of times you want some element of the taboo to, as advertising, you know, you want to draw attention to that. And so I think that a lot of times the, the YouTube and the, the internet videos that are out there that subvert racial ideas are made by people, by a, a diverse cast that mm. you know grants themselves right visually grants themselves access to make those comments you know mm-hmm. and that's very important or mm. or if you know there's a lot of like uh people that make fun of like latino culture and they are latinos making the videos you right. know um and it's kind of letting some some air out of the, the stereotypes and stuff um, but you know that's kind of it has a little bit of that Chappelle conundrum to it what's self-perpetuating what's you know yeah it's somewhere it's somewhere on the Chappelle carlos mencia spectrum yes or the Chappelle Chappelle spectrum that was the question yeah i i know but when you compare him to carlos mencia you realize uh, he's more poking fun at it then again you know uh far be it for us to make light of people for you know using their life experience right you know (laughs) Yeah. Don't you just hate it when black comics do black humor and Latino comics do Latino humor? What gives? What gives? That's your tagline. Yeah, it's my favorite. Hashtag what gives. Oh my god, dude. Pacific Sunwear. Remember that shit? Now it's called PacSun. <laughs> what gives? <laughs> Can't even buy my Etnies there anymore because they're an Airwalk exclusive store. Remember Jinkos? What gives? It was Jinkos. Remember Jinkos? Nah. Oh, man, they were those jeans that were big. Hmm. That was what they were. They were big jeans, popular amongst the skateboarders. And they were big shorts. I had silver tab. I don't know what that was. That was jeans. Okay. Did you ever do the, the in the 90s, the braided braided <laughs> belt? No. And you get it extra long so that it hangs down no. your side? Hangs over to the left? Absolutely not. Why not? It was pretty styling. Your chain wallet. I never had a chain wallet. I did. And I didn't actually like wear it, but I wanted to like, I never had the confidence to wear it, but maybe for a little bit. I mean, I felt like a poser because I never had any money. So it was kind of just like, no no one's stealing my wallet. When you're in middle school and stuff though, you are a poser. I wasn't. I was very concerned with not being a poser, which meant I just didn't do anything. I guess in eighth grade, I was just happy to be back in public school. I was paralyzed by the idea of posing. Oh. But the thing is, when you don't pose, then you end up just not doing a lot of stuff. That's true. That's because why you're as very a, bland now. As a middle, yeah, that's a side effect. But I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm legitimate. Whereas I, I, I portrayed a vast variety of uh, poses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and you're a fa- <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to be a good person. Yeah. I'm trying to be a good person. Yeah. Generally, I try to do the same as well. I mean... Sometimes the mouth thinks ahead of the brain for the sake of of, of quickness, and that's gotten me in trouble many times. That's yeah, the same thing Harvey Weinstein said. I don't know. Did that work? I think, I think it... Does that, does that check out? Uh, does that track? How many roads must a man walk down? Is that Harvey Weinstein? Yeah, that was him back he, in the He wrote in that, right? Yeah, yeah, he took it. He, he, he wrote a lot of, uh, I think he wrote Stairway to Heaven. No, that was uh, James Toback. Okay. 
in in the James James Toback and the uh, Drifters. Okay, because I thought it was. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I thought it was. Uh, who's the guy from Miami Vice? Oh, um, Ricky Ricardo. Yes. Yeah. Who's the guy from Jack Lemon? Jack Lemon. That's who you're thinking of. Wow, that's pretty good. How'd you know that? Um. Because I could... Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm impressed. Let's try that again. Who's the guy from... Robert Downey Jr. Damn, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Right? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yep. Right? Because it was kind of his comeback. Mm-hmm. And you get some, yeah, the, Chaplin. Uh, you were thinking a bit of Chaplin, uh-huh, too. Uh-huh. No, I wasn't. Um, so You was, are now. Okay. Wow. I was even before I said who's the guy from. Mm-hmm. And you already gave me the answer. And yep. it was Chaplin. That's who I was about to... Who's the guy from? That's what I'm saying. Okay. But, all right. Beyonce Knowles. Incorrect. Ah. <sighs> I'll tell you why. It was Solange, wasn't it? No. Although you're very close. You're very close. Was it Hitler? <laughs> I'm not a fan of her. Beyonce is great. You're not a fan of the sister. Hitler. Oh, the Solange? sister is a fucking. I, okay, I don't know much about her. You don't. But I do know. I saw the video of her in the elevator. And I also saw a clip on the soup of her just treating the, like, assistant director whatever the acronym is treating the 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 help the cameraman and whatnot just like shit and all she was was beyonce's sister i heard some of her music and i thought it was all right that's as much as i know about her i think she's a terrible person i generally i was talking to somebody about this about how uh okay so empathy because you kind of resent rich people that treat you with no respect right sure right I think this, as a receptionist, this is part of a regular thing, is sometimes people treat you like a function as yeah. opposed to a human being. Sure. No respect at all. It happens. <laughs> that that was the Ed, Edward the Horse? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no respect. No respect. No respect. Yeah, that's exactly what that was. Uh, so, uh, and I think part of that is, is that humanity, like hum- human decency really is, is empathy. Is the able is is being able to recognize the basic humanity in other people, regardless of your differences, and appreciate them as a as an equal human being, yeah, in some respect. And when people treat people casually with disrespect or fail to disp- fail to display or recognize that innate humanity in other people, like um, that's palpable. And it, to me, is the scale for being a decent person is the ability to recognize humanity in other people and to yeah. demonstrate that you recognize that. That yes, yeah. it's a two part thing. Yes, because you have to faith you, with good works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I it, it it is a separate thing. Because I think again, not sure how conscious this is, but we do suppress that a lot out of convenience. Yes. Like you'll recognize less so in the South. But like for instance, I am not y'all, how y'all doing today? I'm not a vegetarian. But people uh, people Y'all don't eat fish? People are very prone to justifying whatever it is they're doing. I'm a veg I'm not a vegetarian. I think vegetarians are awesome. I am not a vegetarian out of weakness primarily. I also vegetarians are very weak. I make an effort and most of it's not conscious, but I subvert these feelings about like what I know about how terrible the conditions are uh, for pigs in a slaughterhouse and whatnot. I don't allow myself to think about those facts 
that I have floating around in there. And it's the same thing where it's one thing to know something and it's another thing to allow yourself to appreciate it. Right. So it's a, it's one thing to know that a receptionist is a human being. With I a guess that part should go like that. But it's another thing to take the time to demonstrate that you right. know that. Right. And I guess you've got some you're busy real. And you're rich and you've got real problems to worry about. Yeah. And uh, but What's this the, guy got to do swipe the next person's credit card. You're worried about three million dollars falling apart. It's also though there's a certain entitlement. There is a definitely a Beverly Hills thing. Like yes. like some like because there's a lot of rich people out there. And there's some very nice rich people. But in a of way, course, in of a course. way that I'll tell you what I learned in California because the rich people on the East Coast definitely also have that rich snooty better than thou businessy thing going on. <laughs> better than that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. It's but just then, funny. but then out here, uh, I for the first time I would meet people that would like pull up one day in a Lamborghini and the next day on a longboard, and mm-hmm. they were just, and they were it, just cool dudes no matter what. And it was the California like actual decent person businessman. It's like, oh yeah, I own like a successful uh, post production house. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh cool, bro. <laughs> we, we give shoes to kids in Africa. I think I don't know. I don't know. I have an account that takes care of that stuff. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, exactly. How are you doing today, bro? You look all right. You losing weight? Chill. But there is specifically, and of course, not everyone in Beverly Hills is like this. But I will have interactions with someone and be like, I bet they're from Beverly Hills. And the rate at which I'm accurate is is pretty high when I go in and look at their address. Yeah. And it's a specific type of entitlement that you, you've just actively filtered out any acknowledgement that anyone else, not just is a person, but there's other things going on in the process of you getting what you want. So in order for you to take in your dog <laughs> and have it seen and get out of there, there could potentially, whether you give a shit about the other people or not, there might be other people who have already begun their treatments there might be other things going on like they there are sometimes people who seem to lack that basic understanding of the world which goes beyond empathy and into a level of like psychosis oh no definitely just like i've definitely been up against the wall with some people where you're like no i don't know how many times i have to say this but other people (laughs) other people and like that's why that's why you're waiting yeah. Because other people that exist that we are prioritizing. Uh, it's, yeah, it's weird. Um, but I think that, the, you know, what also comes with that gravitas of being a rich person is they also have a way of projecting that they have a lot of other things going on that are important mm-hmm. or pressing. You know, it's almost in an attire and in a posture. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like this is just one of many things that I've got going on. Because I'm, I have a fundraising gala to attend. <laughs> Except it's not and, a fundraising and, gala. No, no, it's it's. But there's something more selfish. But than I'll that. say what there are also real people too. You'll definitely get an air from them. And my sister has cancer. So how dare you? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, everybody's sister has cancer. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, it's like when the farmer bro guy was like, my brother's really depressed. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know what I like is uh, attorneys will always tell you... Oh, okay, obviously not always, because I don't know the times when they don't. But I get it a lot where people will mention that they're an attorney as if that's supposed to mean something to me. You know, somebody mentioned to me recently that they were a journalist. And, and I didn't... <laughs> I, I, I did not ask. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. 
Um, it was very, it was very out of, out of nowhere. Are you sure I can't get my medicine right now? I am a journalist. Yeah. Um, but there, no. As well, they were being kind, and you know, and the, and the, but they, it was kind of taken aback because they were like, "Well, yeah, uh, I'm a journalist, so I'm used to talking to strangers or whatever." And I was like, "Oh, okay." But then I said, "Oh, what type of journalism, if I may ask?" And they said, "Uh, usually, like, like, well, I have a, a double majored in uh poli sci and uh, race relations." And I was like, "Well, that's pretty interesting." It's just, I was like, "Uh, um, I was like, do you have uh, publications that you work for?" And she's like, "Well, I've worked for um." Uh, NPR in uh, DC, and I was like, "DC, that's my hometown. Fucking love NPR." And I started talking to this person. Her, her husband is a uh, worked for the Wall Street Journal, and now they're both out here doing freelance. See him regularly now. Both fascinating people to talk to. And she said because of her, and and, and at first it was funny because it seemed like kind of a snooty offhand mention, and mm-hmm. like, could not be more up my alley. I was like, "Well, if that was a snooty mention, I'm all about some NPR snootiness. It's, it's just as 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 white as I am." Love that NPR. Love what? that race, race relations. <laughs> but okay, that's that sounds like it's more just like a drop of like, it, not to get something specifically. No. That, which is really what wasn't. I'm talking about, uh, yeah. which is like people will mention it, the attorney thing in the context. Attorneys will do it kind of the way doctors will. But with doctors, it's like you have to give them like, okay, this guy might, first of all, he might have knowledge of medicine you know, that that is worth something, even if we're talking about a veterinary field. I don't know. Maybe it's worth something similar along the line. Also, the lawyer thing is, he may be literally solving, solving, saving someone's life. But yes, there is an implied thing. That's the only thing it could legitimately mean is that I have power to navigate this system that our society takes really seriously. And I potentially could fuck up your life. That's actually, uh, yes, would be the subtext of it. Yes. Right. I mean, it's very not, they would never admit that that's what they're trying to do. But why, like, why do I give it? And I'm not trying to come down on attorneys. I think it's the same as any other profession, which is to say, I don't really care what you do. You know, like in this context, whether or not I can get your medication together within the next 10 minutes, it's not going to affect that. Right, right. It is weird when some people just like, I remember one, like, I'll say this. There's also something that people try to do fit. Like they try to physically, like if they're trying to rush you, will physically like lean over a desk mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Which is just inexcusably childlike, to, uh, I think. It's, I mean, but it's, it's innate. It's human behavior. When people are impatient, they express it. Yeah. Like, and some know, of that children. is subconscious, I think. Yeah. Um, I remember what, there was, it's very simple, but it was just one that just like, uh, guy said, come back in a week for a week, a week appointment or whatever. I had like one appointment available, 2.30. He's like, well, I can't do 2.30. And I was like, oh, uh, okay, maybe we can look the next day. He's like, no, it's got to be that day. Uh, well, 2.30 is about all we have. He's like, oh, well, I said I can't do 2.30, so what are you going to do about it? And I was just kind of flabbergasted. He was like looking at me dead in the eye. And he said, like, what are you going to do about it? Like, fix it. And I'm like, is this the first appointment you've ever made in your life? Yeah. Ever? 2.30, take it or leave it, bro. Figure out your, like, I, I've, it's weird. I've, I've, I've always recognized that like a red flag is anytime anybody refers to their own schedule. Mm. <laughs> it's just not pertinent to me yeah it, just, it, it does not concern me but it always is just a red flag of somebody's self-importance and they're like yeah. i have this other thing I, I'm like, whoa whoa i don't care there is a certain power in not having power i've the- <laughs> re- you, you've come to enjoy because that is part of your reclaiming in a powerless position yeah is you you come to you you come to find that with experience right you know 
Because I will, maybe I don't say it explicitly, but it comes to a point sometimes where I'm like, look, I don't care. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, no, it's, you can, you can, you can convey as much. Right. Yes, for sure. I, I did actually literally say that to someone once when they got mad about uh, the section where they're supposed to write their date of birth. And she's like, well, I've never had to do this before. Why should I, 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 I shouldn't have to write my date of birth. And I just looked at her and went, I don't care what you do. Just, I don't care. Yeah. Because I didn't. No. I didn't care. No. It's going to come up if she wants to take certain medications home. Sure. But that's, we'll deal with it then. That's her problem. If she cares, like, either you can write it. I won't know if you lied. Right, exactly. That too. I've Like, Whoa. you're arguing with the wrong person. There's a reason why I was born with the advantages of a white male. I went to college. I'm a reasonably intelligent person, and then I'm working here at three in the morning. It's because I don't care. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that, and it was, you stuck the landing. Oh, you know, speak what you know. <laughs> Write one true sentence, Hemingway said. Now, is that? I don't care. That's, that's so funny. Is that uh, is that apathy born of experience, or was it always innate in in your uh, philosophical? Well, okay, I think it is... or experience as a child. It was definitely part of my upbringing, I think. Yeah. But I, I I, don't think it's a permanent aspect of who I am. I think I go through phases. Some might call it manic depressive. No. Some it, might call it body weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an element. I mean, that's a physical manifestation. But um, if, I could, if I could steal a joke for a second, but Johnny, for what you've, uh, you know lost in weight you've gained in weight yeah i think you forced that one a little <laughs> I bit know, it was because you have to start skinny for that right I, yeah I, i've ruined it i mean you didn't know me no that's true i didn't well no you have to start fat then get skinny yeah, and then get, and fat. get fat and you maybe just started skinny then fat right damn it you still have some phases ahead of you yeah i've, I've definitely been fat skinny fat there's i mean it's a cyclical thing and oh, it's yeah. with productivity in general I yes. mean, that's why I was able and to depression go. depression in general. Yes. Yes. But that's why I was able to go to college is because I timed it right where, like. Where I was white my whole life. Where sophomore through senior year in high school, I was very productive. And then as soon as I got to college. Beers. Yeah. Jager bombs. Shots, 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 shots. Which eventually became. Smoke, smoke, smoke. Uh, drop out. Nah, I didn't. No, I, 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 I made it. You did. You did. And then you played poker. Yeah. That was cool. Which took a lot of, I mean, it sounds like a um, like a leisure activity. But, I mean, it was fun, but it required a lot of hard work to be able to, because most industries, it's set up for you to be able to succeed, right? Like, you're expected to make money if you become an accountant. Uh, whereas if you say, I'm going to sit down every day and play poker, it's not like in the cards, so to speak, that you're just going to make money. It's mathematically, most of the people will not make money. Yeah. Um, so it was, I, I mean, I worked hard at it. That was, that was a good point in my life. That's when I was running marathons. You're running marathons and playing online poker? Yeah. It's the American dream, Johnny. It was nice. You fucked it up, bro. You fucked it up. Well, then I had a few things happen at once why well they changed the laws first of all yeah so most of my poker playing friends moved to canada mm. 
Um, now, why are your poker playing friends important? To give you an example of like an alternative thing I could have done, I guess. No, I'm saying like if you're making money playing poker, what the, do your friends have to do with it? We discuss strategy. Like you need, it's very difficult to do anything completely on your own, I think. And when you're doing- I don't know, I'm pretty awesome on my own. When you're doing something like that, you're even more misunderstood, I think, what you're doing in general. Mm-hmm. So I think it it does become valuable to like be able to relate to someone. And also just strategically to be able to bounce ideas off of them. Hmm. Um, and I, I killed my dog and as things went bad from there. Now, when you say you killed your dog. Yeah, I fell, this... I fell, I fell on my dog. Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah. What type of dog? It was a corgi. Oh man. Now yeah. she was like, were you inebriated or anything? When you no, fell? no, it was a total random thing. It wasn't like I was doing anything stupid. Which would have made it worse. Then I really would have blamed yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I happened to not <laughs> be drunk at the time. Surprise! Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a lot of things at once, and it was uh, caused some soul searching. And I do, in my own analysis of myself, wonder. And I even asked my therapist about this, and he's like, "No, I think you're just doing a good thing." But I have at times been afraid how much the path I've gone down is me just, like, punishing myself. For killing your dog. Yeah, or uh, maybe I maybe just, I mean, there's the whole original sin thing. Like, I think a lot of people have shame in general of being a person. Oh, yeah. Um, so that maybe that's part of it, too. People are perverts. But then I think when an event comes along where, where you know, catalyzes that. This is, you ever seen the movie Garden State? Sure, yeah. And he's like, then I pushed my mom. Yeah. And she fell over this thing. That's this reveal for me right now. This is the three-fourths part of the movie, because I, f- I knew that you had a dog that died. But well, see, that's different, because he pushed his fucking mom. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But that's, that, that, that I mean, any, any feeling, any causation is certainly, uh, it's heavy. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. So the act of forgiving yourself was to work a terrible job at a vet for yeah it's like self-flagellation yeah exactly how do you think it's worked out so far well i certainly flagellated myself did it bring her back to life (laughs) did it make me feel better about things no but maybe that's something you have to go through anyway get you a new dog (laughs) it did yeah and i can take great care of her now exactly she goes to the best people in the world yeah. I guess that's not a coincidence. That's obviously not a coincidence. Yeah. That's not, I mean, come on. That's not. That's just fucking. It turned out she was a corgi as well. That's straightforward. Yeah. I'm just trying to right the wrongs of my past. Yeah. And then you saw this new puppy corgi and you just fell for it. I mean, you uh, you thought she was really cute and you took her home. Well, I was always getting another dog. Can I get another dog? Yeah. But I think there is maybe an anxiety about making sure I can take care of it. Which is funny, though, because I also have no money. So what I could have done is just get a real job that doesn't give me a discount at a vet, but be able to just fucking afford the bills. That is also an option. That's what most people would choose, I think. Yeah, but that would lack some of the self-flagellation. That's absolutely true. Yeah. I'm wondering what misdeeds I've done in my past that I'm currently making up for with my self-flagellation. And, um, you have guilt about not being Christian, probably somewhere down there. Somewhere, Johnny. 
somewhere. I'm, I'm sure you're probably it's right about in there that. somewhere. <laughs> Because it happens at like a pre-intellectual level. Well, here's the thing: is yes, is that uh, I think if I were given, if I were told that I had a, because f- like for example, I have a finite amount of time to live, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Going out on a limb there, and but if somebody told me that I had a finite amount of time to live, and what that time would be, you mean if they gave like a number to it? Yeah. Which I mean, usually there is. It's like eighty-nine. It's like you're gonna be eighty-nine <laughs> years old and then you're yeah. gonna die. Oh, okay. Um, I think that's a bit generous, but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But uh, somebody's like, "All right, you have cancer." All of a sudden, you start going, "Hmm, I wonder if I should think about religion more." You, it would be, it would come up. Mm-hmm. You'd start thinking about that shit. That's interesting because that is that gets into something. I've always been really fascinated by like cult leader type things and like uh, bullshit scams, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. like fake healers and whatnot. And uh, someone brought up a point a while ago that I hadn't really considered, which is because I always felt sort of like, well, they're doing what the people want to give them their money. Maybe it makes them feel better. But a really dark element of it, if you're talking about the healers specifically, is a lot of times you're taking advantage of people's desperation. Because if you have cancer, if you're not going to be cured by traditional means, then it becomes like a Hail Mary. Because a lot of those people who are going to go to like some bullshit healer, it's not because they're that type of person that would normally go. They might have gone through traditional channels, but at this point, it's sort of like, what do I have to lose? Right. So that is a Four really grand. fucked up. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just going to go to my fucking kid. My fucking kid, he's ungrateful anyways. There's no difference between four and 40. Um, Spend for himself. But that's the really dark part about it, I think, is you're taking advantage of that aspect of it. If you're doing or the healing thing. giving people hope. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, well. Hmm. I mean, yes, that's not untrue. But I think that's the part. I think we all recognize that part of it. Whereas it took me a while to really comprehend this underbelly of like pulling chicken livers out of people's abdomens right like who would have known that would have gone wrong but yeah i don't make a lot of money now doesn't it make you feel better well that does it for this week uh we want to thank you once again for listening to two male receptionists uh, what some have begun calling the most self-conscious podcast on the internet, which is a bit redundant. But um, I'd like to uh, fade out here uh, with a little something by uh, one of my favorite. Uh, I'm uncomfortable using the phrase content creators, but she's a person who makes music and puts it on YouTube. Uh, Robin Adele Anderson. I encourage you to check out her site. She has no idea this is going up. We certainly have no rights to this. Because we're too fucking punk rock. I uh, wanted to put it for two reasons. One, it's just stuck in my head to such an extent that I feel if I'm putting this out as a representation of myself, to not include this would constitute a, a dishonest act. But also because it is a very professional and entertaining uh, embodiment of a, a general sort of idea that I think uh, we're trying to approach uh, with what we're doing here. And that when they and the postmodern jukebox folks in general, when they do their covers of pop culture songs and change them with, uh, to a specific genre, it's very like 
meta and fourth wall and whatnot, which is kind of, uh, you know, it's very aware of uh, the viewer being a viewer. But it goes past just like the snark and sarcasm that usually comes with those types of positions. And it creates something actually really beautiful in its own right. Um, And on some small level, I hope that's what we can approach um, as uh, consumers of media who have begun to attempt to put out their own. Um, So with that, I will leave you uh, with Robin Adele Anderson. rocking kicks she's gotta be from out of town so hard when my girl's not around me it's definitely not a national party because all i see are stilettos i guess i never got the memo my tummy's turning and i'm feeling kind of homesick too much pressure and i'm nervous because when the dj dropped my face